This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamers Games Final Fantasy XIV podcast on Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got a full house. We've got Signature. We've got Aldino. And we've got Rook. Hello. Sucks. So, uh, today, we are going to talk about our initial thoughts for patch 5.25, and we are also going to go over our recent interview with Naoki Yoshida and Yusuke Mogi. Uh, But first, uh, we're going to have to throw just a little bit of depressing things in here. I know everybody's probably sick of hearing about this kind of stuff, but it is important. Um, It's news. It is news. Uh, A couple days ago, uh, Naoki Yoshida posted up on the lodestone and the forums um talking about the impact of COVID 19 on the service and development of final fantasy 14. he says first and foremost uh, all of you who have been affected by the worldwide spread of the novel coronavirus uh, in any capacity have my deepest sympathies and i wish those who have taken ill a quick recovery here in tokyo where the 14 team is located a state of emergency has been declared and we have ordered uh been ordered to take preventative measures to curb further spread of the virus um this of course raises questions as to the effects on game service and patch development so i'd like to take the opportunity to address those concerns um, as of patch 5.25 um, or as patch 5.25 was largely completed during this cycle uh, we were able to implement the finishing touches and release it on schedule however it was by a narrow margin that we did so only some staff had begun to work from home prior to the release of patch 5.25 while more were asked to stay home and self-isolate regardless The patch was finished by those individuals who had the ability to work remotely or to come to the office safely. 14 relies heavily on our development and QA partners across the world, and at this point, we must accept that the situation will significantly impact our development schedule. The reasons for this are delayed delivery of graphical assets due to the lockdown of cities in East Asia, North America, and Europe, delayed voice recording due to lockdown of cities in Europe, Delays to development tasks performed by Tokyo staff due to work from home or shelter in place limitations, and production and QA teams operating well below normal capacity due to work from home and shelter in place limitations. I mean, you guys got to remember, too, I mean, this is, they do stuff all around the globe for this game. They've got, you know, we talked a little bit um, the last couple of weeks with, you know, uh, support stuff shutting down in, in NA and EU. Um, they do a lot of their voice recording in Europe. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into this game, and it's all over, so... Um, anything anywhere is going to have an impact. Um, Just like the virus. Uh, Yoshida goes on to say, um, though it is clear that patch 5.3, which was planned for mid-June, will be delayed because of the above, um, we are at this time undecided as to whether it will be feasible to limit the delay to two or three weeks or if it will be closer to a month. We are terribly sorry for the disappointment this may cause uh, our players, but... Um, as you know, uh, as we know, we lo- you look forward to new patches. However, uh, it is also important to prioritize the physical and mental health of our development team, without whom we would never be able to release the quality updates and features that you expect from 14. So we ask for your understanding as we adjust our schedule in accordance with the situation. Regarding the operation of our servers, we will now be maintaining them from home, myself included. While GM support and replies from the support desk may take longer than usual, you can rest assured that each world will be running as usual, allowing everyone to continue playing. In some cases, we may have difficulty implementing bug fixes or maintenance for issues that occur. If this happens, we will post a notification of the issue and implement the fix as soon as we are able, so we ask for your patience in the meantime. Finally, though this may seem somewhat superfluous, 
Uh, I'd like you to know that myself, the development team, and the production team are doing fine at present. We're currently testing remote work environments and applications so that we can resume patch development on all fronts. While many of us worldwide remain in our homes, uh, we should remember to let joy and laughter fill them, because at times like these, it's especially important to find happiness where you can. I certainly hope that in delving into parts of 14 that you have yet to try, battles to be won, new jobs with which to hone your skills, connecting with in-game friends, and having fun together, your days will seem a little brighter. It's not a bad time to tell people about the free trial, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Uh, we do still plan to host live letters, if at all possible, and once things have settled down, I promise you'll find me online. So see you in Eorzea. So, not, yeah. I, you know, I don't think it's anything surprising for anybody, um, but I, I do appreciate that they, they came out and kind of gave us a little bit of an update about this. Um, earlier this week, Blizzard had done something kind of similar uh, regarding BlizzCon, where they're saying, you know, hey, this could go longer, it could not, we will let you guys know as soon as we know. Um, it would have been nice to hear something about FanFest from, from Square in that, that same kind of vein, but, um... They probably have no idea at this point. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah it's... Thankfully, it's so far off. Like, that's the thing, right? You know, like, right now, pretty much all the conventions that are being actively canceled are falling, like, early summer or that, like, middle-of-the-year season. So, like, FanFest is just far enough out that I feel like we probably won't hear anything for another month, two months pending what happens with covid you know yep i would i would expect uh by june because usually um around e3 timing is when we get more details and, and stuff about fan fest yeah. um and ticket sales and stuff like that so um we also know that the esa isn't planning on a digital e3 this year yep. uh so who knows who knows what the hell what the <laughs> hell is gonna know. happen in june <laughs> yeah who knows um talking about KuboCon, you know like there's there's a venue that you have to deal with so they're probably like waiting until like six months before exactly and then reevaluating. then you know five four three there's probably a countdown there's probably a time where yeah. they can't be refunded like there's so much I'm, I'm i'm sure yeah i have no doubt that internally they have a date yeah. that's like if we don't know by then we're just gonna call it because yeah what, what can you do um yeah i Not mean obviously billions of people with COVID. That's what you can do. I mean, yes. Um, so obviously we'll keep everybody posted. You know, as soon as we we hear stuff, we'll let people know. We'll do retweets and everything like that. But uh, fingers crossed. I mean, it. you know, it, it sucks, right? Because this year, I mean, me and my wife were like, oh, like, we're going to go to Disney and then we're going to go to FanFest and hey, you know what? What a bank account? Whatever. Maybe we'll do like Japanese FanFest too. Let's just, let's just go all out and let's just have a, have a, have a fun end of the year. I may not be doing that anymore, so we'll... Your bank you account know. was like, oh, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it yes. Was still, it was so nice we'll, to get this we'll little see. tidbit at the end about, I think, finding happiness in the areas yeah. that we also, like, share together. And it's been amazing to me because I think that especially MMOs have just really, really shown during all of this. And the amount of people that I know that are coming together in-game, um, in any of the games that they play, to just really hang out and laugh and introduce mm -hmm. new players to the game um it's it's been so amazing so like no joke what he's saying about the free trial or meeting up to try new things or try new content or get outside of your comfort zone or try a new game i think it's such a good time for that and i thought it was really kind of sweet for him to like yeah, put this little personal note mm -hmm. on the end for all the player base yeah and I mean, it's it's interesting and and i guess nice to know that uh 
they were so close to the end of the, the patch we just got and they went ahead and pushed it out because they knew that in the future probably they were going to get slowed down. So thanks mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, I mean, and we, we talked a little bit about this this last week about how, you know, kind of how ahead they usually are in their workflow. So I think they kind of saw this coming and they're like, you know what, we have it to a point where we can push it out. Maybe there's a few bugs or a few little mm -hmm. things here and there. We can deal with that, you know, from a, a work at home environment. And so they were able to, to to get it out, which is which is nice. Which is it's also interesting too, because I, I feel like a lot of people were expecting the patch earlier than we got it. So I don't know if that right? Am I wrong in that? I feel I like we were expecting it earlier. Maybe um, I, by a week or two. By like a two, week. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think by timelines. It, I mean, it still felt like it was not, you know, like a really arduous delayed release or anything. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. that we even, I mean, we got it because with all the stuff going on, I figured, yeah. oh man, if, you know, customer support is down and all this other stuff is down right now, then who knows? But yeah, it didn't feel like it was too delayed, but maybe by like a week. Yeah. Um, it does kind of explain the uh, the shortness a little bit as well. It did feel like an especially mm. compact I think that's by design. I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't think that they could have predicted that the stuff is going to happen. And we'll get into this a little bit later. Yeah. But um, I think it's it's definitely by design, and I I think they just they couldn't anticipate the potential mm -hmm. delay between this and the next patch, and it's just it's just you know timing. It is what it is. Okay. Um, speaking of delay delays, um, <laughs> the art of reflection. History's Forsaken, the first Shadowbringers art book has been delayed. Originally, it was supposed to come out uh, about a month from now. Um, it has been pushed back right now to July 28th. Um, that might change, too. I, you know, who it's knows? A big jump. Yeah. Um, the, there's a new Primals album that's out today yeah. as well. It's got four tracks on it. Uh, as far as I know, that's still launching today. I don't know how uh, orders are going to work. If you guys ordered it online with, with yeah. the way shipping and stuff is going right now. Um, I don't know if it'll be available digitally. I hope so. It's only four tracks. Yeah, like, so. Just throw them yeah, up on iTunes or something. Square, come on. Yeah. Um, I saw that Titania was on it, and I was like, I need to have it now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's funny because it's like so it's because I looked at it I'm like oh new new primals then I saw it's four tracks I'm like oh and it's so it's it's the the ruby weapon uh, track which is really just the ultimate weapon arrangement from the primals um, it's the Shadowbringers boss fight music um, like the 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 dungeon boss fight not like the Hades boss fight um, and then there's uh, Leviathan from Eden and then uh, Titania so I I love that. Titania track the yeah listening to the I'm sample so they excited. got I haven't heard it yet but the idea oh. of the primals doing a cover yeah. of that song really delights me oh it's so <laughs> great it's so great if you uh you can if you can track down the uh the, the website for it there's some previews of each uh each of the tracks so I, I know I, as well that they have put up the uh new zone music on YouTube Somebody's put the new zone music up on oh, YouTube. Oh, there's always somebody putting the new stuff up on YouTube. Yeah. If you're looking if you're looking for some jams and you get the primals, yes. but you've also <laughs> been super into the new the new zone or the new I I party. have gone into that new zone just to AFK. Just to, it's so to good. have the track run a little bit. Yeah. It's really good. And we'll we'll get into that in just a little <laughs> bit. But first, uh, we've got our interview with uh Neoki Yoshida. 
and Yusuke Mogi. So um, about a little over a month ago, uh, there was PAX East in Boston. Originally, there was a whole bunch of stuff for Final Fantasy Online titles planned. There were going to be interviews, there were going to be fan gatherings, um, and things happened, and none of that happened. So um, luckily, we were able to send off our questions to the teams. Um, so we have both our 14 interview. We also have our 11 interview as well that's posted if that's something you're interested in. And we'll talk just a little bit from that as well here. They worked um, from home on our interviews. Yeah, they did. So, our first question: uh, If you if you listen to the show, um, you know that we have had words said about fellowships, and so (laughs) I like how Rook is just kind of like. You know, look, you have I have the fellowship face. It's a very fellowship face that I have. Uh We each have our thing. If we say markers, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so we, I, we, we had asked. Um, currently in the game, we have several different types of social tools, free companies, link shells, and now fellowships. What led to creating fellowships as a separate system versus integrating those features into free companies or link shells? Obviously, this is something that we keep talking about whenever we talk about fellowships. Right? We have all these different social channels. Why not just put it into like one thing? Um, so Yoshida says, fellowships serve as a sort of roleplay mechanism, and we implemented it as a system without limitations on how it should be used so that players can casually come together as a group. The team wanted Don't to make it... play <laughs> I was thinking that, but, but uh, yeah, it, there's going to be people now, right? Um, mm-hmm. The team wanted to make it possible for players to create different community groups, such as one for people that love TV dramas, or for people that love novels, um, or another for people that live in the same region, and we wanted to achieve this without including a chat function. Um, If we had integrated fellowships with the pre-existing link shell or free company systems, it would have inevitably been impacted by these existing communities. Uh, We intentionally designed the fellowship in a way to separate it from the other two and to let it grow as a unique system. I wonder if it's more successful in other regions. Yeah, maybe I would be curious know. about this too, right? I mean, and cuz cuz it is a Japanese game, right? Yes, it's a, in a global market, but it is a Japanese game. And so that's definitely, you know, the idea of like message boards and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's something that's a little more prevalent in um in, in Japanese society. Um it's interesting that they say role play mechanism but then they talk about TV dramas. I know. <laughs> like, it's it's so interesting to me because on one hand, hearing this response from him, I, I understand the impulse to want to have something that is almost like a fresh start, right? So let's shake up the existing social communities and let's allow people to connect in a way that might be outside of just the pre-existing groups. Like he says, you know, free company mm-hmm. systems, things like that. Let's let's just get people out of that so they don't feel like, you know, all of your allegiance has to be in one place. You can go socialize with other people and kind of expand, right? But at the same time, the the answer is really, it feels so discordant in some way because yeah. <laughs> because each thing doesn't totally seem to line up. Like, you know, oh, it's going to be a role play mechanism, but we want to talk about like loving novels, but also we want to do this without it being actually a chat system. Mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> it's it's like, weird, right? Because I think we, we see that. Yeah, we we <laughs> wanted we wanted to achieve yeah. this without including a chat function. Okay, like it, it's he likes the idea of people being able to say I'm in a group, and for one person to 
throw a message in there every like week or something. Like I don't. Again, maybe it's a maybe it's a regional thing. I just again, we here at Aetherite Radio don't see the point, <laughs> and so that's why we asked about it. Yeah, um, it's. I think it's just definitely a different design mentality than yeah. I mean than what we think. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I would be so interested, like you, like we were saying, to hear about, you know, if it's really impacted social groups in, like, the Japan community or, like, the Japan servers and things like that. Um, but it is really strange because, to me, it seems like you would want to consolidate and expand and impact. I mean, exactly the opposite of what he says. You'd want to impact existing communities to enable them to socialize, you know, more. But as it is, I mean, here, at least in N.A., I, I really don't know of anybody that actively uses it. But, I mean, if you do, feel free to write in and yeah, let us know. Do. Yeah. Yeah, please do. Because to me, yeah. it's it's like, you know, back in the day when your guild had a website and there was a forum that no one went to? Yeah. That's, that's, that's fellowships, but you put them in the game. Why would you do this to me? Like, what what is it for? <laughs> I, I, also, I also find it interesting that, Yoshida says we implemented it as a system without limitations on how it should be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, launched with no ch- no search feature, uh, you have to re-up recruitment. Uh, those are very terrible limitations. I don't. Is I'm he sure talking about talk the same wise, thing? I don't uh, know. Yeah, and, it yeah, would... but link shells aren't locked in topic wise either, so I don't know. Yeah, but there is a number that you can have, whereas you can't. Wait, is there a limit on that? How many of these you can have? I don't remember. I don't That's use a great them. Question. Right? See, I. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it many. feels incredibly limiting to me. Like yeah. even with the forum usage that there is, I mean, there's a cap on how many messages you can even have in there, and oh. like, I, I mean, it's. It feels very restrictive. So, I mean, especially when people are already using Discord to basically fulfill this functionality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have an interest in being a part of a GLBT Final Fantasy group, so I'm going to go do that. I have an interest in um, housing, so I'm going to go find a Discord for that. So yeah. it does seem strange to, like, for me personally, and, like, I absolutely respect the response, and, and you know, we don't know everything they decided on this, but it does feel really strange not to use it as a way to help people already consolidate their social systems in game for people who may not be using those outside Mm -hmm. resources, but instead kind of creating something that I think most people won't use because they already have other things that are more efficient to use. And Square, unfortunately, has a a pretty long history of doing that kind of thing, right? They see, oh, people are using third-party guild websites or, you know, all these kinds of things. We should implement our own, but then no one uses them because they're already using something else. And they don't add enough unique features to make it worthwhile so i you know it's like we have you know we used to have there's like link shell forums or, or free company little message boards right on the lodestone mm-hmm. but you can't use some kind of calendar to look at you know scheduled events in game or anything like that just little things like that and then you get the companion app and that's also like if, if they had said that this ugh. was in like a, a alpha or a beta hey we're releasing this this mm-hmm. year we do want it to grow into a unique system Tell us what we need. Tell us what features we need. Now, if they had presented it that way, like if that if that was this answer, yeah, we started it and we know it's not as good, but this is what we want it to be. Tell us how to make it that way. That mm-hmm. would make a lot of sense because what do you need? Because you do have Discord. You do have guild websites if you still do. What do yeah. you need? You know, like that would have been pretty awesome. That, that would have been a cool beta way, but it feels like this is all we're ever going to get. 
know. I feel I feel like fellowships is is a uh, is a loaf of bread that should have stayed in the oven a little longer, right? I mean, like just the just the fact that it launched without search, right, is like yes. what? Like why would you do that? It's very strange. Anyway, no, I, do, I do see in the chat a, a good counterpoint. Oh, yeah. Silent mm -hmm. says that they use. Um, it for recruitment purposes for FCs. So you can recruit to the FC directly or you can even recruit for like mm. specific events. All you have to do is leave it up and people join like a week before, mm. which could, okay. I mean, hey, if people are getting good recruitment yeah, from that, I mean, that could totally be a way to do it versus having to like shout out in zones. But it, again, it, it feels strange because that feels like a very specific way to use it. And it almost feels like then it should have been labeled as a recruitment tool if that was going to be like yeah. its main so, functionality. You know, in, in, know. in addition, so um, we actually did have uh, two questions that got cut from the interview, I think probably just for time. Uh, one of them is we had actually had people write in and ask about trying to find link shells um, and what the best way is to find a link shell or find a free company. And so we had asked Yoshida um, if there were plans to make that easier. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about um, the NPC in 11 that can distribute link shells and stuff like that. Unfortunately, we didn't get an answer for that. Um, the other the other question was uh, <laughs> asking why they're so set on neighborhoods for, for housing and why we can't just have instance housing. Um, that got cut I'm, as well. Yeah. I so I, I tried, guys. I, I tried. I tried so hard. I tried to ask about 11 Mobile. I tried. Yeah. I really did. Um. <laughs> well, still, I mean, this is an interesting response to a system that we've had a lot of questions about. I mean, personally, yes. here, right? And yes. it is something that I don't think is going to impact most players on the day to day, whether you use it or don't use it. I mean, it's not yeah. something that's like game breaking in any way, yeah. shape, or form, but. Yeah. It is, it is an interesting thing looking forward and as we all kind of, especially now while we're at home, look at socializing in the game and connecting to other players. Um, I'm curious to see if people try it out maybe here in the next few weeks and you want to give us thoughts or feedback on, you know, if you actually found a good group through it or if you feel like it has good functionality because maybe I'll try myself and we can sort of see if it is a good tool or um, maybe at some point they will kind of merge them or offer more with it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, our next question, this is something um, that, that's been brought up in, in a lot of circles. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about mods and stuff um, in the last few months. Um, and so we said that uh, there's been a lot of talk recently in the community about mods, um, specifically those that can change the appearance of other players without consent. Some players um, are afraid that modders could impersonate or target other players on social media in an effort to get them banned. Um, and so we asked, um, people have been curious about the idea of some kind of way to do a file integrity check on clients so that you know this can't happen um and so we asked if that is that even feasible um Ushida says that since data packets are distributed equally to all players it's difficult for us to identify what kinds of tools are being used and how data is being handled on players personal computers that said manipulating or secretly prying in others data violates the game's terms so we will inflict penalties if we see issues after doing investigations rest assured that we do throw investigations so as to not falsely accuse anyone so if anybody was worried about that yeah. there you go it's not just going to be a knee-jerk ban. It's going to be, we're going to look into it. You're going to yeah. know probably that we're looking into it. And, you know, we'll... Yeah, we'll there were a lot... I know, I just looking on Twitter when that stuff started kind of popping up a little bit. There were a lot of people really worried about that. So, yeah. uh, sleep. you can sleep a little easier now. Yeah. Um, it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the streamlining of the 2.0 MSQ... 
Will there be any changes to the main scenario roulette dungeons, Castor Meridianum, and the Praetorium? Right, they're consolidating a lot of stuff for New Game Plus. If that would be a good time to do it, if they wanted to do it. Uh, no. Uh, we don't have plans on making any changes at the moment. We would like to revisit the overall design of dungeons sometime in the future, but we haven't had time to get to it yet. So, uh, I'm curious if he's talking about these dungeons and or dungeons overall. Yes. You could kind of interpret it both yeah. ways, right? Yeah. I'm really, honestly, this is a very, I mean, it's a short answer, short question, but it was something that I had been thinking about a ton. And I'm glad that, you know, they at least responded to it because we don't really know yet exactly how much of an overhaul this base game reworking is going to be as we get into like New Game Plus for A Realm Reborn and trying to like get people through that story. And these two dungeons have been long contested within like the entire game with a lot of the MSQ Ruli and different things. So, I mean, it seems like they're at least on their radar. It, I feel like things are pretty good. I don't know how about everybody else feels, but I feel like things are pretty good with them now with the roulette. And I mean, it's definitely it's definitely games. like a, a list of priorities, right? I mean, right now, um, a lot of people are happy with the amount of XP that they give, right? Because they give a yeah, bunch of XP. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll sit through the movie while I watch a different yeah. movie. Uh. Right, right. And and so for a lot of people, that's fine. But it, it's, it is one of those things that's like kind of grandfathered in right there's yeah. like that there's the the whole scholar summoner thing if you don't um, have time though you still want the xp it's like i guess i'm just i can't do this i don't have the time so it's kind of like you have to just grind two regular dungeons yeah. and yeah. get half of the xp yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah. there you go things and but... my thing is summoner scholar thank you <laughs> that, <laughs> right that i could rant on for an hour yeah but yeah. I, I am curious, like you said, Fusion, whether or not this is a direct reference to just these two, you know, because we talked, I think, in past weeks about the possibility of even, like, reworking these dungeons to... Oh, we've five. talked about yeah. scalable or, dungeons I mean, or trust dungeons yeah, or... Yeah, we've talked about a lot, but, so I mean, I'm curious what they would do if this, if we assume that the comments about revisiting the overall design of dungeons is something applicable to all dungeons versus just these two, I'm curious what they would do to change the dungeon system you know i mean yeah what, what more could we do to it unless we start doing something almost like mythic scaling or you know like how how would there be like i don't know how do you change Rick this became formula? brian just now <laughs> you know i think any kind of um so he says overall design of dungeons right i think <laughs> really you know and this is something again we've talked about brian's been been an advocate for this for a while is the idea of scaling dungeons and um for me it's it's not even necessarily scaling dungeons it's the idea of i shouldn't have to change my rotation to a crappy like three button rotation if i do like a level 20 dungeon right like i don't even like what are these abilities anymore like traits upgrade things i don't that's not an icon i recognize at level 80 what is this thing how do i work where's my where's my giant robot now i have this little turret thing what what is this get this out of here Sometimes, yeah. some days, I'm excited to get Tamterra and hit two buttons. I'm like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel brain dead right now. Let me hit two buttons. Uh, that took ten minutes. I'm done. Sweet nap time. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even so, like, I it can be disorienting. I mean, I agree with that. I think it is kind of a weird 
it has pros and cons, the solution, right? Because I remember when I was first time going through WoW, the most frustrating thing to me ever was the fact that it felt like 80% of the content as a new player just was completely irrelevant. And I was like, why am I doing this? Nobody runs these dungeons. We have to wait for a queue for mm -hmm. a million years. And when we go into them, it's a face roll. And then when you finally get to the mythic system and things, you're like, oh, okay, sure. So I can go through all this stuff and scale it. But how do I do that? I have to get a currency. I have to do a... And so it was always kind of a weird thing. So when I came into 14, I actually thought it was a huge relief that, hey, I could do other stuff and it would sink me down in any kind of way, right? <clears throat> so that I could run those dungeons and I could still enjoy all of the content that had been made in the game and I could help new players. So I like that. But I do agree that there are times where you like switch between stuff and you're going, oh my God, it's this one. Okay, well, it's going to take us 5,000 years and I got two buttons to push. So <laughs> buckle up, everybody. Here we go. It's, it's, it's yeah, not I fun. Don't, I just don't play certain jobs on certain level ranges of content. If I'm like, oh, it can be anything before mm -hmm. 60, I'll just be like, I'll just stay something else instead of playing them because it's just so it's, annoying sometimes. Right. I mean, that that's how I was... Um when I was leveling my dance rep a little bit, I would often jump into the Alliance raids because um, mm. somehow it was always adventure and need DPS. And I'm like, I'll no get those extra, partner. I'll take those yeah. extra crystals. <laughs> right. And if I get a 50, I'm just like, son of a, like, cause I don't get to do my yeah. cool dancer stuff. And I'm like, it sucks. So I, maybe they're going to do something with that. I will see. Hard. Mm. Because you, you only mm. get certain songs and it's just yeah. like, what, what even is this? This isn't a rotation right. anymore. Yep. Yeah, Thankfully, or... <laughs> they've changed it, but it used to be that when you'd get any of the Crystal Tower raids on Astrologian, you didn't have an AoE yeah. ability. Oh, yeah, that's and right. that was, like, that one thing, just any time I would queue into Crystal Tower, I'd sit there and I'm like, well, great, love seeing everybody, holy spam over there, have fun, great, uh -huh. I will continue to hit my one button <laughs> yep. Yep. and yep. maybe damage one guy. I was specifically, like, I, I used to... For my healer, I was an Astro, and I would specifically go White Mage for Alliance raids because screw mm -hmm. not having that AOE. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's so, bad. Yeah, I don't know if they mean like the dungeon itself, like, because people are like, hey, just split up the longer MSQ dungeons into two, or they mean dungeons as far as like repeatable. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's an yeah. interesting answer. It could, it could easily be taken either way. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll just have knows. to see. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the. Next question. This is this is one you, you guys have know has been irking me a little bit. Uh, canon when it comes to go. choices uh, for players being given dialogue options for how they react to certain quests uh, has become a fun way to add personality to the Warrior of Light and Warrior of Darkness. However, with Eureka and now with Katari Beast Tribe quests, we're given not just dialogue choices but a choice that impacts the story itself. How do you and the team decide when having a choice like this is okay? We feel a bit bad for the team working on things like the Encyclopedia Eorzea. How is the canonical choice determined? Is there one? So Yoshida says these kinds of options are mostly proposed by members of either the scenario team or the world lore team. None of them were ideas that I specifically asked the team to implement. <laughs> He's like, like, not my this, fault. Not <laughs> me. Um, Yoshida sounds I'm, like, don't. He's like, don't feel bad. Like I'm making them do this. Pump, they come pump the to brakes. Me pump it. the brakes. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm more of the mind uh, to instruct the development team to be careful of options which don't lead to uh, irreversible mm -hmm. outcomes, as that could pose different risks. I also give instructions to always avoid making options in which only one of them is canonical. Yeah. The true Qatari tribe's history is, however, the player uh, interprets it, 
it is unknown which option is can canonical uh, or whether both are actually false to be honest the development team hasn't decided what the official history is yep. so there we go that answers that i love it i love yeah. it i think that's so fun i mean it is i mean we talked about this when we went over the Qatari beast tribes right we had a really good discussion about it and i still do think that it is fun to sometimes for the sake of a message or a theme you don't always have to be completely constrained by those like really technical we are locking into stone certain things right and the idea that the Qatari beast tribe plays around with this idea that history in so many ways is mutable by our like through our own perceptions of it and you know it can change over time as we discover new things or um, as we sort of, you know, choose different hypotheses. I mean, the whole, like, when you think about dinosaurs and the whole discussion about whether they're scaled or feathered or big or small or where their eyes are, like, there is always this process in the world. So I think it's kind of fun that the Qatari Beast Tribe is a spot where they decided to go, you know what? Let's just, let's just do a little commentary on history. Like, it's, it's interesting. It, I'm in that boat. I'm in that that uh, that league of people who are like, it's just being interpreted. Yeah. It's fine. We don't have to it's, know the canon. It's interesting to me that the the, the dinosaur go to is the the feathers or scales. My biggest dinosaur question is how did that one big dinosaur live on that tiny little floating island in DM all his life? I don't know. <laughs> we'll never flying know. How, what did he? What did he eat? Yeah, like oh, how did? Got to be flying fish. Was, flying fish. Yeah, I just. These are the questions that we need to... <laughs> I think we actually did ask I, I did not that. have an answer for that. I'm impressed that you pulled something that was actually workable, like, out of out of the air, as it were. <laughs> uh, speaking of fish, um, with the recent patch, uh, you added ocean fishing. Anyway. Right? Uh, it's a very different kind of content uh, than you've released previously. Is there any type of larger, more casual content that you are considering? Yes. Yes. Uh, the personalities of modern day gamers are quite diverse and nowadays the way that people choose to spend their time differs from person to person depending on their personality so it's important to have content that's readily accessible and we plan to actively implement more of this content in the future that said i won't be spilling the beans about what this content uh is coming up next mm. so we're getting something something yeah. well. <laughs> I was going to say, I asked about, oh, wait, that is the next question. Um, <laughs> That's awesome, gosh. though. And honestly, honestly, obviously nobody saw everything happening with COVID, right? And obviously we started yeah. out talking about the announcement, about the delay and things like that. Mm -hmm. But when there is this discussion about, like, where development resources should be put in MMOs, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody has their own opinion based off of what they are looking for from an MMO. Yes. And one of the things I've always loved and I value so much about 14 is that they are about creating just a huge bulk of different types of content for players to enjoy. And man, what a perfect time right now for them to have introduced all of this new, like, casual, in quotation marks, content, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm. Ocean fishing and diadem and the crafting gathering and the Ishgard stuff and all these different things that, like, now when I log in, even though we know we're not going to be getting our next patch for maybe an, even up to another month afterwards, I'm like, that's cool. I still have a whole bunch of, gra like, uh, gatherers I need to level. I've got, you know, the Amaro mount I need to get. I have all these different things. We're working on our current tier. You know, it's it's nice to have a lot of stuff that you can do. 
mm. and to not feel like you know, I mean, your entire make or break of the game is just waiting for the next patch that you want X thing out of, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Blitzball. <laughs> uh, we asked on a similar note to the last question. It's been a while since we've heard you say anything about Blitzball. Um, the last time we heard it, I, I don't uh, know if it had come up in an interview at all, but we, we did hear about this first at the Frankfurt Fan Fest. Yeah. Um, and the thing there ago. was they couldn't decide how they wanted to, to make it. Um, and so it's pretty much the same thing. Um, Shida-san says that, um, I've mentioned this previously, but we don't have a definitive answer yet. The conflict still exists of whether to create Blitzball content in line with an MMORPG or to make it something closer to the original. Uh, that said, I don't think the latter will work well, which is a big reason as to why we haven't started any kind of implementation. Um, if we just force ourselves to push out content, we're bound to get feedback saying this isn't Blitzball at all. So they haven't even really, they're still in the like back and forth, probably, you know, Every few months, someone's like, does anybody else have any ideas? No. All right, let's go and yeah. implement ocean fishing. Like they're learning from maybe Blue Mage with this. Mm -hmm. This isn't yeah. Blue Mage at all. Just echoes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, Somewhere yeah. Somewhere in that building, there is a whiteboard, like one of those ones you can roll around that just has Blitzball on it. And they have stuff they have written, <laughs> and then they just leave it there. And every once in a while, someone goes back to it and goes, well, what if this... They talk about it for an hour, and they go, "No, that doesn't work." And they just keep coming and, back. And to it. and one of these <laughs> yeah. one of these days, right? There's going to be that like that goodwill right, hunting right. moment, right, where somebody is just finishes the equation on the board, and everyone goes, "Whoa, yeah." <laughs> and that, <laughs> yeah, it will happen. I mean, Blitzball is so iconic, and like obviously, I think a lot of the Blitzball tournaments and things in Ten are very memorable. Oh yeah, but it's funny because I don't think. And again, let us know if you feel differently. But as far as I've ever heard, or my own opinion, nobody really necessarily remembers their first goes at Blitzball super fondly. Because mm, yeah. it kind of sucks. Like yeah. when you're trying <laughs> when you're trying to play through it those first few times in 10, and you're like, what? And yeah. you're just sitting there like how did I lose the entire tournament? And like the game keeps going and you're just enraged. So you go back and you're like trying to just figure out the secret of Blitzball. And, you and then, and then you, and out. then you realize that you forgot to get the jack shot. And so you find yeah. a save from 10 hours prior and go Whenever back. And... I, I hear like Charles and fusion talk about how much they liked Blitzball. I'm like, I played that first game and was hmm. like, I don't understand this. It was not I mean, fun. I, I, I did I, not play another game. Have I said that I loved Bloodsball? <laughs> you you always talk about it fondly. I think it would be cool to see it implemented. It wasn't like the greatest system ever. Like, oh, I yeah. thought you really wanted this. See? Yeah. Well, you always no, no, no. bring so, it up like, oh yeah, so, Bloodsball. To to clarify, to okay. clarify, I like the idea of and this is this is coming from the the few months where I played uh Old Republic for a little while. Mm. Um I love yeah. the idea of having, yes, mm -hmm. of having very different types of PvP. The, the PvP yeah. we have now, yes, there's variants, but it's still, like, samesy, right? It's, it's like, kill other people and objective, right? Whereas this is just straight up, like, it's a game, right? And so, like, back when I was, uh, you know, playing uh, Old Republic right around launch, um, one of the things that they did was they had any kind of PvP regardless of the type it was just in this kind of roulette and one of the things they had was hotball <laughs> mm -hmm. and the idea of having that i think is is appealing to me the idea right. of taking this right because right now 
there are some people in the game right now that are very like into pvp and that's great i'm not one of them and the the way that the pvp roulette is kind of set up isn't really that great in my opinion and so if they can give us a few different types of pvp just throw everything into the roulette not just say okay like during this patch this is what's going to be in the pvp roulette right just give us everything just throw it all in there roll the dice see what you get i think that would be fun and i think that would incentivize people to do more pvp mm. content I think overall that's dangerous because they'll have to put verminion in <laughs> do they though i don't think they have to is the thing unless no. they completely reworks that is is joke Zen, I'm going to take this very seriously. That was a bad, that was a terrible joke. Jokes are funny. That was just, I don't know what that was. Fusion, you're right though. my jokes, man. (laughs) Fusion, you're not right about hating Zen's jokes, but you are right about Blitzball. Blitzball is a gold mine. I mean, if, if they could actually pull it off, right? I mean, when you think about it, it is naturally something that the Final Fantasy fandom is hyped about mm-hmm. that could have a really fun competitive twist like what if they put in a blitzball stadium and like the winning teams or something had like their mm-hmm. you know you could see them on the screen for the season or you could go and cheer for a team of your choice or you could like it could be a gold mine and i do yeah. think that making it a new pvp system would be so fun and i hope that if and when they do actually get into that they go that route versus it being like a standalone single player sim kind of like the Mm -hmm. mass carnival with you know like challenges that you undertake by yourself in some Mm. kind of tier right because there is this i mean it is a sporting event so having something that would be somewhere between like quidditch and oh what rocket league like rocket league there you go you know, it would be more of a, I mean, Rocket League's a little bit chaotic, so maybe yeah. a little more structured than that, but yeah. it could actually be like a mode that people could play and it wouldn't be, um, yeah, it wouldn't be like a combat PvP. I think it would be a blast and they would be able to milk that for all they wanted as yeah. far as like, I'm you just, know, satisfying the PvP base would go. Making it work with this game and its yeah connection issues and how like trying to make a multiplayer blitz, blitzball would be like rocket league and they don't want any parts of that they don't they don't want like think about now i was out of that aoe yeah, yeah. Away, yeah. With, uh, with but i mean you also around. you also have to to remember too i mean this is the same the same dev yeah. team that implemented cheap dungeon and egg hunter riggy and i yeah. mean they they like they to do figure it out crazy stuff yeah if anybody could figure out it's these guys and i think like you know from a lore standpoint like and, and i had said this back when when stormblood was coming out right because this was a stormblood fan fest where they yeah. they first talked about blitzball i'm like dude like swimming expansion absolutely throw mm-hmm. throw a uh a blitzball arena down in thavnir and like done like right um yeah. i think they could still totally do that it's just a matter of yeah. them figuring out how the hell it's gonna work which how is something that they're having system. issues with yeah. No, so, we yeah, haven't cause... quite gotten we haven't quite gotten there yet. But Thevnayer was mentioned directly in the mm-hmm. in the reliquest, and I was like, uh huh, okay, yeah. maybe next, maybe next. That place. area, that area is a little reminiscent of a couple different places in Final Fantasy, including Bisay. Mm-hmm. See, I was I was thinking it was it reminded me, and I, I, for the love of me, I cannot remember Argonne the name Argo. of it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just knew. knew. Oh, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that little island because of all the yeah, ogres right, and the, the caves. Yes, we're gonna yes, go. Look it up. Yes. I had to look it up. 
but I couldn't. I tried looking it up, but I just I couldn't. Oh, thank you. That that is a burden lifted off of my mind. <laughs> I so just before, like. <laughs> this is why I feel my ball. bad jokes because Perganorico. <laughs> before we leave Blitzball, uh, I I wish I had a camera too so I could look at camera two and and talk to Square Enix real quick. <laughs> um, so you have a game, and. Uh, someone from our static is going to be ecstatic that I said Brave Exvius, but Brave Exvius, where you collect a bunch of characters and then you use them just kind of like you did in Blitz. Make a gotcha game on mobile with Final Fantasy fourteen characters. Put that sim into the game. You have mobile game and it's in the game. Like you print money. But so it be I, ball. I'm gonna It'd I'm gonna play devil's devil's advocate um, and also uh, the cold face of reality and remind you that we never had that with triple triad like they said they were gonna do. I know, um, and I don't know why because <laughs> that would have printed money too. I don't. Also, know why. also, Brave Exvius is terrible. Their microtransactions okay. are the worst <laughs> of any SE mobile title, and it it's very off-putting. True. That being said, it's you have true. a few days left to uh, get your Yishtola and Thankred units and uh, mm-hmm. War of the Visions if you're playing that. Um, Great games, terrible microtransaction. Oh yes, market. Hey, oh my gosh, money. that's the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> uh, was not expecting to go into a little brave Exvius rant there. Um, <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, great guys, great great dev team. We've we've interviewed them a few times. Um, we had a couple of questions also here uh, for Mogisan. Uh, what is your favorite memory during the development of Shadowbringers? Um, he says, it would be when I was asked to create design ideas for a plus-sized Makote, even though I had no knowledge of the main scenario overview. Uh, creating a character with a unique and distinctive body shape was a very fun experience. It's, and it, you know, we talked about this a little bit um, during the... Talking about monster, monster design. Monster, well, we talked about this with monster design, right? The idea of, oh, I thought it was a mount. Like, mm-hmm. they really have no idea what this stuff is going to be used for when they get the, the order in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll just stick it upright. We'll just stick it upright. It's fine. Um, what were some of the unique challenges that Shadowbringers presented to you? Um, he says, uh, one of the things that we faced was how to express this different world as opposed to the world that players were already familiar with. Um, how would I depict uh, a sky without night? And one so bright that it appears to have a uh, halation effect. Um, how should I represent primals that previously appeared in the source, but also exist in this different world with their own unique appearances? Uh, the world setting and premise were very important, so I hope that this resonated with the players um, as a world that the development team was particularly uh, very particular about uh, in the details. Mm. Um, and a lot of this, again, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go check out the uh, the Shadowbringers uh kind of like documentary the, the six videos. videos that they put out they're yeah. really really cool to to get up kind of behind the scenes looking on a lot of the stuff um each area in the game has its own unique identity or theme the landscapes the music uh, and even the gear that come from it um what's been your favorite sort of aesthetic to work on and is there any you wish that you uh could do that you haven't done yet uh mogisan says i've mentioned this in a live stream previously but um it would be the first bard artifact armor in 14. I believe it's a design that embodies Mr. Romano's design depictions and concept very well, and I would love to revamp the design with our current graphics. I mm-hmm. love that. Those were some wild. I remember the, the that original Bard AF, the the yeah. the, the crazy pants and. Mm-hmm. I do. I love still remember. Pants. I still remember freaking out about the weapon. I'm like, it's a bow, but it's a harp, but it's a bow. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Like who came yeah. up with that? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
In terms of elements that I have worked on, my favorites would probably be the Dark Knight's Deathbringer. Um, when it comes to weapons and Kuchlane for monsters, I think I'd love to try and design something uniquely un-Final Fantasy someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that big X-Tentacle man, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I. it's really fun to hear what the team likes to do, or, you know, like what people on the team like to do as far as mm -hmm. art goes, because there are definitely certain designs where I can see, I can see that, like the passion of whatever, or the person who was like, I'm gonna make this thing, even if it's a weird thing, yeah. I'm gonna just go ham yeah. on it. Yeah. And it is funny because I, I don't always use a lot of this stuff. I mean, even the drops from like the Crystal Tower raid, um, you know, some of the old uh, subscription rewards, uh, there's, there are a handful of things in the game that are based off of like a lot of the previous designs or um, Amano-san's work. And obviously, if you're familiar mm -hmm. with Final Fantasy, you probably know something about, yeah. you know, the artists that... If, if you've had... ever seen a Final Fantasy logo. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he's set so much of the precedent as to, like, the aesthetic of the world. But um, it's always really fun to see those. And even when we got things like, um, oh, the final Omega fight with male, female, and, like, the gear mm. sets that come from that, yeah. like it's very different, and yet it still felt like something that was like a new design by Amano, you know? Like, and people mm. were comparing a lot of the like images to, you know, his own work and, and different mm -hmm. things there. So I would love to see more of that kind of come into the game and be a little risky with certain designs of gear to kind of challenge players because I, I think yeah. some of them are stylized but really beautiful. It's, it's really Absolutely. cool. I Go ahead. I agree. I absolutely agree with uh, you can really tell sometimes when a design shine through as something that uh, people really enjoyed, because especially in the case of Kukulain here, like uh, the example they give, that's that's a crazy monster. It's like yeah. a monster stacked on top of a monster stacked on top of some tentacles that are just yeah. wibbly wibbly. And it's got like a, an interesting, weird, magical, veiny texture and uh, has that that terrible mechanic where it raises up the tentacles and slaps everybody and if you're not paying attention so many people just die and <laughs> i'm really looking that, forward that, to uh wherever it turns and does the barfing you can tell somebody enjoyed the, yeah. the hell out of working i'm looking i'm looking monster. forward to uh to 6.x af now especially yeah. bard i'm curious if, if they're gonna have a chance to do this now. i mean it's always really cool to, to take a look back right after you do, you know, you hear these kind of things and see, oh, hey, they did get like we talked to uh, Sokin um, around Heavensward at PAX uh, years ago. And, you know, we had asked a similar question, like, is there something that you haven't really done that you want to do? And he's like, Bossa Nova and Jazz. What do we have in this expansion? Yeah. <laughs> Go to Amarat, right? Like, um, and just, you know, like, that's cool. Like to, to hear about things that they really want to do and then seeing you know, what eventually, you know, even if it is a couple expansions later, right, what comes from that. Um, the Bard so AF really definitely cool. is uh, one of the things I miss the most about playing Dancer versus Bard. <laughs> mm -hmm. The outfits. Yeah. Although, like, after that first one, I wasn't terribly, like, stuck on any of the rest of them, but that first one. Yeah. I got the uh, just immediately. They got yeah. right into the first one. Yeah, I, I I got the uh, the current tone body for my uh, for my machinist. I, I guess my dancer, right? And I just I love it. I don't. I it's it's not terribly complicated in any way, but I just, just really really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love me. the way. I do it. like the pants though. Yeah. The little like butt flap skirt on top of the pants. <laughs> I will take that. Yeah. Yep. I, I I'm I'm much happier with the gear in in Shadowbringers than I was in in Stormblood by by far. 
Um, yeah. But I think maybe that's just I wasn't crazy about the the Eastern aesthetic. But you need to get in there and get the Diable AF right now. Yeah, right and now. we're and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. All I have uh, is the shoes. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, first, real quick. Um, in our interview uh, with Final Fantasy XI uh, developers, we also asked, uh, this was something that had come up a long time ago, um, we'd asked, there's been a lot of nostalgia for Final Fantasy XI popping up online recently. Many players playing Final Fantasy XIV have expressed, uh, expressed interest in returning to Vanadeel or trying the game for the first time, but are turned off by paying for a full subscription for both titles. Has there been any talk about a com combined or discounted subscription? Um, this was done back in 2012, but only for a brief period of time. Um, and Matsui-san says, I appreciate you bringing this up, and I'll share it with the 14 management team. Um, our underlying payment system has changed quite a bit since 2012, so it's possible that there might be some technical hurdles to overcome. So... Maybe? That sounds like a so no good. plans, but thanks for the thing. I'm gonna take this this demand and, and, and put it yeah. on the plate and hand it to 14 and be like, look, somebody wants it, come on. Come. We, could, we could potentially make more money. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so good, though. I mean, like, yeah. especially now that we know, um, like, in retrospect, right? Obviously, a lot of this in these interviews were supposed to be done at PAX. And during PAX, you know, we found out afterwards that there were probably going to be some announcements and discussions and, and following that about the new campaign coming for Final Fantasy XI um, as part of the anniversary stuff. So this seems like a perfect time to say like, hey, if we are expending the resources to do like an anniversary, like a new thing for 11, why not like get the player base in 14 to like boogie well, over it, and share it? And you know, and, know? And, I, and I think even even more so on that that same point, I mean, it's, it's no secret that Yoshida realizes that people will sub for a patch and then go away for a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, pay a couple extra bucks, get into, four, uh, get into 11. 11 has monthly patches. So stay yeah. stay within the the Square Enix ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. And have a shared sub. Yeah, I for me like that that whole eleven interview is awesome. And like, if you have any interest, you definitely should read it. I would have said that even if I wasn't on this podcast. But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> with the seven remake coming out, it, it's it made mm -hmm. me realize that some Final Fantasy games are just going to disappear. Like, where is Eleven yeah. going to go when those servers go down? They'll never be able to experience it again. Like, keeping it alive by piggybacking it onto fourteen. Like, even if right now it's healthy enough to be okay, it, like that just makes sense to me. You know, like what's going to happen in the you know in the future to fourteen? Like, coming back to seven has made me realize that going back to eleven is something that people would really like to do. Like, even mm -hmm. if they don't know that they want to right now, because <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked. <laughs> for a while but that story is so good and yeah. just giving them the ability to do so you know you don't know you want to do it but you do it's the opposite <laughs> of blizzard you think you want this but you don't you, yeah. but it's the opposite no we really did speaking speaking of of that we also asked them about uh classic 11 servers mm -hmm. we asked them about mobile we got nothing for mobile just a heads yeah. up spoilers uh but go check it out it, it really was a, a really cool interview so make sure <laughs> yeah. to check both of those out gamerscape.com um they are both up there so now uh we are going to get into our hands-on impressions for patch 5.25 uh starting with the relic um i absolutely love the new area uh we, we talked about this a little bit earlier the new area i think is really cool 
Uh, it gives you some vibes of other Final Fantasy things, just a little bit. The music is really there great. Go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music is really good. Uh, what did you guys think of of this new area, this uh, of of Gongos? He's good. Uh, yeah, Perkinorgo was my favorite area in Eleven, which is why I looked it up and knew what you were talking about. Yeah. So having having that little visual reminder, uh, just seeing the picture in the patch notes made me go, ooh, even before I got in the game, right? Yeah. That was um, me. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, the music is wonderful, like everybody has said. Uh, I really like the dude, the, like, main dude with, like, coral mustache. I've heard some people really hate his design, but I think it's, I think it's rad. <laughs> oh yeah, I I really like the idea of his coral mustache because I was like, oh, that's so neat. Like, I really like that. I think maybe it's the texture that's really off-putting to people because it mm. kind of looks like it's like yeah. play-doh'd onto his face. It does. It absolutely does. Sure. But I'm sure. just like his hair and his weird mustache and it's just like swagger, and I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and can we also say a new Femrugadin who I am oh, in yeah. love with yes. and hope yep. that she like, gets. Is that yeah. a Highlander or a Rogadin? That's a Rogadin. She That's is a hot beautiful. lady Rogadin. <laughs> and I hope that hot lady Rogadin gets more time yeah. on the screen because she's amazing. I mean, I'm honestly excited. I'm I'm really excited by even just the new hub. Like, it's funny yeah. to me because when I first went in there and the music started and then we see all the stuff and then, I mean, whether or not you're feeling a little bit of the like, 12 vibes because you know we've got kind of like a, a sort of region there with like um Ivalice and you know all the other stuff and then the Hrothgar and you know like it, it you get a little bit of that or you're getting more vibes um from 11 or you're getting more vibes like whatever it is right and then we get the whole Garland influence I think it is it feels different and it like I'm excited to see mm -hmm. what the rest of that zone is going to look like off of all of it um I yeah, I mean, I'm really pumped, and and I feel like overall, I had different expectations from this than it seems like a lot of people did. I mm -hmm. can't remember, and maybe you can all tell me, was it a live letter or it was the patches themselves or something? There was definitely a place where they said that this first step, I think it was a live letter, that this first step was just going to be a short quest, but yes. it seemed to catch a lot of people off guard, and people were like really upset about it. Whereas I, think, I was going, this yeah. is exactly what I expected. Yeah, it's the end. I think. Yeah, I think I think what what happened is I think people maybe just didn't catch that right. They expected it to be the same kind of style as Eureka, and I think right now as well, just with with everything that's going on, I think people were really hoping on something to to grind for mm -hmm. a little longer. Um, so you, I mean for the, the the relic, yeah, it's super short. Um, you just you do this little instance solo quest, and that's it. You get the weapon. If you want more, you just throw poetics at it, and that's it. You don't have to quest anything. You don't have to do trials. You just throw poetics mm. at it, it's kind which of is a great. Long solo quest ish. It's a yeah. it's a longer solo I'd quest. It's, it's a really, little bit longer than the Estonian yeah. one. It's it's interesting yeah. to a to a point. Um, oh, I but, love it. Really interesting. Yeah, I adored the quest. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. Uh, initially, yeah. I kind of had the like they're stretching things a little, but as they filled it in, I was like, you know what? I'm all right with this. I'm on board. Let's do this. Yeah. So I, I think for me, like I liked it. Don't get me wrong. Like I've always been really curious about more Boja stuff. Um, what we ended up getting though was kind of like nothing super shocking to me. Like, Oh, this things were happened. People were tempered. Yeah. No shit. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, yeah. okay. That's not surprising to me. Um, the look of what, the zone though. Like not, not yeah. Perganoro, 
<laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the actual Citadel zone. area. Yeah. yeah, like looking around and being like, "Ooh, MC Escher, very yeah. cool, very Love trippy." It. Yeah, yeah, that was really it's cool. Great uh, the trial, the trial. So uh-huh. coming into this, right, I was like, "All right, we're gonna be doing Boja. It's you know, Gabranth is in charge of the region. We're gonna fight Gabranth." Uh, I did not anticipate fighting a dead man. You got the wrong Garlean. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to say that I was happy that I was right, but I was really happy <laughs> when I was right. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't think yeah. it's Cabranth, and I think we're going to get tokens for Diable AF. Kind yeah, of bullshitting. And then there it is. <laughs> I... Yep. I Let me just say, as a casual player that does not have a raid group and has some anxiety about doing ex primals in in party finder i hate this a lot a lot um and it's just it's really disappointing to see and i don't know why they decided to do it this way yeah tough go ahead yeah the initial like learning i feel is it's a little bit difficult but once you think of each phase as like a combo Sure. It's. I found it very, very easy. Yeah, yeah and it's like positioning with with pugs is just you know because you have to be at the right place. Yes. And yeah. That's yeah. my place, not your place. No, my place. The last pug. Yeah. yeah. So. And that's what's in your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yes, I think exactly for, what Fusion said with the for, static. First, it's like done. Yeah. But it's yeah. Easy. For, for, yeah. Yeah. For some people, I mean, and and me included in this, right? For uh, Eureka, like yes, it was a grind. Yes, it. it lasted a little longer than maybe it should have for some of this stuff but when you're in a zone with so many people it's just whatever right you just go in you, you make bear puns and you get it done eventually with with an e, with an ex thing there's some people that just don't do ex they're not comfortable with it they don't think they have the skill set for it or they don't have the group to do it and i think locking this stuff behind that when traditionally it's been more accessible to, to more casual play styles i think that's a huge mistake my hope is because they did talk a little bit about the idea of having multiple ways to approach this ultimately, yeah. right? That like, if you want to do this trial, you can do the trial. And I mean, I, we don't even know, like, are, is this currency or the things going to eventually allow you to like shorten other parts of the relic weapon or other things? Like, we're not totally sure because they had mentioned like, you can go and do a grind or you can do, you know, this like sort of difficult <laughs> content to help you with this. So my real hope is that eventually they will just go ahead and there will be something like you can get this gear doing the other stuff because I like personally, I don't mind like, again, because I have, I have a static and I have a group of people that I can go in and do this with. But the difference being that like, if you are somebody who primarily wants that gear for the aesthetic, for, for the look, for the feel, the knowledge that you have obtained this thing that is like a relic of your class, right? Um, having your obtaining of it be at the mercy of other people is it is mm-hmm. frustrating and stressful and hard, especially when you have limited hours and you're going in and Party Finder can be terrible. It can be great, but it can be terrible. Sure. So I absolutely sympathize. Like even I, like the first day went in with a few Party Finders and I was like, oh boy, I remember why Party Finder stinks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, the other thing about this gear though is Right now, especially for people who aren't raiding, it's actually very good gear. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so right now, having this gear behind a trial makes sense because it's legitimately a decent upgrade for for some people. So so, 
and that's that's another thing I wanted to touch on too, um, especially the word upgrade, right? Because traditionally we take our AF and we upgrade yeah. it. That's, that's not exactly how this works this time. It's a completely new piece. And so I'm wondering why, you know, we have this EX trial with the tokens and then you use that to get the new AF, which is diable. Why not have a normal version of it that lets you just get a died upgraded version of your current one for Glamour? That's actually, that would be a really good idea. I don't, I, yeah. Put it on the forums. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I bet that they put out the trial and it's in the trial. And then when the zone comes out, it'll just be from tokens from the zone or whatever but yeah it will put you behind Stevie. a patch that is delayed now too so that's but I, like, I just I, want it for yeah. the aesthetic i think waiting a little bit longer it sucks but sure if, if they make it, for it if they anyway, make it more if you're having problems with the if they make it more accessible that's i think that's fine i think that's fine um you know the other the other the other interesting question is you know how are we getting this stuff from uh, the NPC at Revenant's Toll, we got our original AF on the first. Yes, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just that, throwing that out there. Like, yeah. no, I mean, we <laughs> talked about that, right? Like, I had, I had feelings about that when we were discussing some mm -hmm. of the stuff with them announcing initially for the patch that we were going to be vendoring back at Revenant's Toll again. And yeah. at the time, we thought that, like, oh yeah, well, probably it's because you know we're back technically lore-wise on the first. Mm -hmm. and you know or on the source and um and, and it's going to be the kind of thing where like we have this new hub and we're dealing with the garleans and and stuff right but it is confusing and i think it's one of those things where i wish they had stuck with the formula instead of i don't know trying to logic it because like even my husband who just came back to the game he was like why is this telling me that i'm supposed to go to revenants told to get something He's like, I don't understand what why am i going there did i miss I, a quest yeah. or something there and needs, I was there like, needs to be though. There needs to be a, a one line from like uh, Rowena, right? I mean, and I, and I want to say too, the 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 cutscenes and stuff with Rowena and Geralt were just amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know when we're getting Hildebrand, <laughs> but for now we have Geralt, and I'm happy yeah. with that. Um, <laughs> I, I think you know Rowena, Rowena should have just like come up to us, and be like, "Hey, so I've seen um, some of you adventurers walking around with some new gear. That's cool, um, but we're gonna we're gonna make some better stuff." And you can die. We're gonna mass produce that, right? Yeah. And that's why, and that's why we have it because Rowena just saw all these people walking around and the stuff from the first. She's like, "Oh, we can make yeah. that. We can make it you better. We can make it dialable." Fashion forward, you know, like yeah, she's always right. Changing. Yep. So yeah, maybe she just that's all they just just one one yeah. one little dialogue bubble. That's all they needed. I think it yeah. just comes from the the fact that uh, you go to Revenant's Toll, use your poetics to get the relic. Poetics, by the way, who was yeah. surprised by that? I love I was it. Very surprised and also it. very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I am so happy that the first step of this relic quest and <laughs> and people will have different feel feelings on this, right? But I am so happy that it was this cool quest that was super lore relevant that I'm really interested in. I really want to follow the whole thing, like thing through and see what happened because I love the lore and history of the world. I thought the quest was fun. And I loved the feeling of just being like, give me my weapon, please. Like, mm -hmm. Because we know that down the road, it will be obviously a grind. Yeah. Obviously, to yeah. get like the really cool ones, you're going to have to you're going to have to struggle through that. But I feel like this is such a good way to just get people into the, the relic. <laughs> just get them in there, give them a weapon so that they have something that's on par. Get them, you know, like yeah. and. 
it's nice to know that like if I want to get some of those weapons for some of my alt classes now and not have to grind a million other things, I can start and just grab them and give some bam, poetics bam, bam. to them. Yeah. And then if I've you've got been around exactly. for a while or you help people very often, mm -hmm. you are capped on poetics. You like, right off the bat you get three yeah. three relics done. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think yeah. that it reminds me of uh what which one was the relic with light? Was it the original or the second? Heaven's Sword. Heaven's Word. Second. Heaven's Word. Yeah. Second. Heaven's Word. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how you had to have it equipped? Mm, I yeah. think yeah. that this is so easy because you're gonna have to have it equipped. Like Probably. you're gonna need to have it to then do the stuff with it because that step was super easy too, if I remember correctly. It was annoying because <laughs> I think the first one was that was the one with the anima, right? Or was that the I original? Do. Yes. Anima, anima was Heaven's Word. Yeah. Anima's yeah. Heaven's Word. Yeah. Yeah. Super easy. A stupid grind, but anyone could do that. Yeah, right. So they just yeah, and, I mean, and that's and that's what relic content has way. always been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. will just grind it out in a day and be like, First all right, that, be that was a terrible yeah. four yeah. to six hours of my life, but I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's for the first step. Yeah, I'm hoping. It's, Go ahead. Go. No, no, you go ahead. I was, I was gonna say it's interesting. You know, too, we're talking about the lore about how you know we're getting this stuff, you know, for, uh, from the first on the source. Um, but then you also have to consider what this EX trial is. It's it's a, a reimagining of the story that wasn't correct in Sid's head. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, what a weird like. People are like, oh well, people wanted to fight a Garlean because we haven't fought a Garlean, and I'm thinking 2.0 we fought Gaius, 3.0 we fought Hydrus, 4.0 we fought like that's not a thing we've been lacking. So like, why? Well, it makes sense too, though, because that's something that he personally locked away because it was traumatic. Yeah. Yes, and I feel it's just, that it's the, weird. Like I, I have, I have like multiple feelings on all of that trial. Um, because on one hand. Yeah. I think you can rationalize it for sure. I think probably yeah. they were like, oh, hey, it was kind of a missed opportunity that we didn't actually fight him and now he's, yeah. you know, gone. So, like, let's do something where we actually do because he's iconic. But then I think on the other hand, the idea of the Empire as a symbol is something mm -hmm. that, like, the Emperors have always, Im like, embodied, right? And we see the transition from the Emperor we know was Emmett Selk into his lineage, into his reign, which is the reign that Sid suffered under, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea that he is, like, hiding what actually happened to some degree, especially because he's had memory loss. I mean, the whole yeah. game starts off with us recovering yeah. some of his memories. Yep. Like, That's true. The idea that he's hiding what actually happened underneath the iconic weight of the Empire and mm -hmm. what the Empire did to his life and the people that he now feels guilt for. Um, like, I don't think that's too far-fetched. It's very symbolic. I yeah, do, yeah. though, however, feel that, like, I don't know. The trial is kind of like a mixed bag. <laughs> because Superman. I, I, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I do, I do like some of it, and I think that mechanics are kind of interesting in some parts. But it also, it somehow manages to be just a little bit more notable than, like, the chimeras of the original Relic Quest. <laughs> but also mm -hmm. somehow forgettable in a way right. that feels like kind of strange for a character that should be a massive fight. I, I think I think the, the problem with it is, right, we come into this idea of this Boja content, we're like, lore, this is going to be great, and then they have this whole trial that's based off something that didn't actually happen, and that feels weird, right? They like, they're like, yeah, this Raid. is what he remembered, but it's not real. Raid. We we reimagined a bunch of stuff there. I mean, yeah, yeah every EX well, is, at this is point. reimagining 
I guess that's true. Yeah, because every extreme is just. But but it's but it's but it's based off a thing that also didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like it's just further making it more ridiculous as they they. Well, it's it is a thing that happened. Yeah, it's just not the person that happened. I mean, you you get what I mean, though. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. It is not, it's not a physical... Forwarding. Yeah, it's not... Exactly. It's not a physical fight in the world that forwards yeah. the events mm-hmm. of what's happening, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is more introspective in that sense, which also then makes it feel kind of more weirdly negligible in some way. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's, but... a, it's a really... It's a weird, awkward storytelling mechanic is all it was. I want to know... they turned it into a fight. Where the, the heck first... they found this, 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 this crystal thing? Yeah. And, and how they knew what the heck it did. Because uh, Makoto's awesome. I don't... <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I was confused. Because, full disclosure, like, I never did the lighthouse, okay? So I never did that. Because I wasn't playing 14 for, like, a little bit during that work. It was just too crazy. So I went to Kugane. And I went into to do the quest. And I was like, why is Ramza here? Huh, there's an site. Huh, Makoto. Yeah, I remember her. I was just talking about this stone. Wait a second. So it's the say is that is that the stone that you're talking about? No, uh, I, no. I went in and there's a stone no. and they're talking about memories. It's in it it's not there. it's not like, it's not that that oversight. No, no. But for a bit, I was like, okay, cool. It starts here, yeah. but all right. I, I yeah. will say, and we've we've talked about this a little bit. I just love how they're just weaving everything together with yeah. Shadowbringer story stuff. Yes, even yes. even this side content. They're like, hey, remember Evilise? Let's bring in some characters mm-hmm. from that because Gabranth is here. Um, Bosch von Gebranth was Noah mm-hmm. von Gebranth's dad. That's some little tidbits you get yep. from talking to the NPCs. There's, there's a lot of little cool things in there. Um, and the Orosite. Uh, I would say the Orosite. Like, we've had this discussion of Orosite over mm-hmm. since the end of Stormblood into now. I mean, the most recent stuff talking about um, even Amarat and its use mm-hmm. of what it would be an equivalent to store these perfect ideals or... Now, um, I mean, going into the Evilise Raids, which is all about kind of uncovering Orisite and and the memories and these, like, you know, people or spirits that have been locked into things. And now we're talking about, like, a new use of Orisite. I mean, going all the way back to, uh, I mean, the initial stuff with the Asians, where we were talking about possibly destroying them with it. So it's it's nice to see, like, all these threads and these, like, side characters come Mm -hmm. back in again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I, I was, I am curious about like what the rest of this plotline is. I mean, we we have to go out and try to presumably retake the zone. And fusion, mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong about Gabranth being a final fight because oh, yeah. it seems like it. Oh, totally. Yeah. We're, we're totally gonna fight him. There's also, um, if you go into the uh, one of the uh, characters in uh, in Gangos has a, a couple of them actually have multiple things you can ask them about, which is like great for lore. We might That's actually awesome. do. I don't know how much we'll be able to, how, how much of an hour we can fill on it, but I do want to talk about it. Um, but Gabranth has like a number two as well that they they name um, that's in control of stuff. We know that there's a, a castrum that was rebuilt where where the citadel was, so we're going there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really cool. I think this is going to be that kind of sticking it to the empire content that we wanted in Stormblood, and I, I I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I two things gonna keep them spoiler vague yes uh i enjoy that we finally see uh what the heck that little tidbit with the scions was oh yeah because we were like where does where they show up us? again oh yeah, yeah 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 in the trailer from the trailer yes, yes. 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 it's like yes. all right yes. that explains that <laughs> okay that uh sense. not what anyone was thinking makes yeah. sense let's move as, on as i was getting into that part of the the, the thing i was just like 
Okay. Uh, That's not what we thought. <laughs> yeah, it not was. at all what we thought. Um, and then there's the part where you meet up with uh, Koto again, and yep. you basically mm-hmm. have the option to tell her who are you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just... <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. Uh, but that cracked good me stuff. up. So. Um, I, I quite enjoyed that part. So also, also with this patch, uh, we have the addition of Sky Steel tools. So if you are a gatherer, if you are a crafter, you can now start working on your own relic as well. Um, have you guys jumped into any of this yet? No. Mm-mm. No, I know a lot of people who have, but yeah. I've been just doing other stuff. Honestly, it's, it's so. not hard. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> oh, that's our, good. Our Omni crafter friends are like, yeah, it's pretty easy. After 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 being disappointed with the way they handled the the diable AF, I kind of just like hate gathered on my miner. I don't need the tool, but I might as well because it's not like I can do anything else now with this patch. I already got three hate relic gathered. weapons in like five minutes yeah. of each other. I mean, I um, guess that's a good focus for hate. Yeah, I might. You know, I wanted to grind something hate with this gathered. patch. I can't grind diable AF because that's not really content that I do. So I just I went out and I hate mined. Um, yeah. And so it, it wasn't really hard. Um, it's just you need, you know, a few hundred of whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them are HQ. Some of them are things that only appear. They're hidden nodes, so they appear on some of the nodes. Um, oh. It's just it's just gathering for hours. Um, I, I upgraded my sub recently. This is relevant, I promise. Because right. um, I want that cute new housing skin. Holy crap, is it cute, right? <laughs> um, getting stuff. Titanium and mithrite ore off i think mithrite ore off of uh the hidden mm-hmm. nodes awful awful terrible bad i hate <laughs> hidden nodes yeah. i don't want them ever again why are they here yeah Ugh. um crafter it's it's a similar <laughs> thing where you just you just have to craft a bunch of a certain type of item um i haven't really delved into that as much but i got the the, the minor one done um over like two days it took me mm-hmm. i don't know four or five hours of gathering, I think, total after I upgraded my gear, because I realized that I wanted to make that HQ proc rate a little higher, yeah. to not spend a whole week there. Um, but you end up, I mean, you, what, what I ended up getting for my miner, it was just just like a little bit better than um, the current uh, crafted stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely worth going going out for, and of course, you know, a lot of people, right, if they have one gatherer, they probably have the other two gatherers. If they have one mm-hmm. crafter, they have all the other crafters right so i mean it's definitely it's definitely something that'll take up some time to, to grind um but I, I with this patch i really was surprised how overall just how quick this stuff went and i and i think that's not really the fault of anybody in particular right i think it's it's that was the design of it when they were yeah. coming out they said okay we'll have you know we'll make the first step easy and then with the next patch we'll have the, the zone and that's where mm-hmm. you know we'll start the grind and stuff but just with the way things are right now, I think people really were hoping for that grind now versus yeah. later. And it, it's it's going to be probably delayed a little bit, at, you know, coming out now. So it's just, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, but there's still, I mean, there's still so much to explore in the game. Yes. Um, yeah, which is great. But I mean, it is, it is kind of unfortunate because I think they were smart about how they paced the patches, honestly. Because, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of content that was like a good time sink um leading up to this and then like if we were looking at covid stuff aside right to have like this patch be a little bit shorter to let you keep working on the stuff that you were working on get you into the new plot line get you into some new stuff and then in june like here's a huge hunk of things that you can do again um Mm -hmm. it's not a bad idea it is just unfortunate because you're right like with the way that things panned out um everything has dovetailed well but i mean like 
right now most people would love a grind because they're stuck mm -hmm. at home because yeah. they want something to work towards if they don't have the hours or they didn't have the hours to do eureka they might actually have the time to do it right now so it is kind of tough for people that i think were looking for that but i think that um Yoshida-san in his letter was, I mean, very smart. Like, there are still so many things that people can do in the game mm -hmm. and take a look at, you know, even if you get into some of the more creative stuff with, like, RP or, you know, decorating or whatever you want to do, um, you can do it right now. We're just going to have to mm -hmm. wait and see go, when that... Go RP with your fellowships out. about how you yeah. like to watch Eorzean <laughs> TV dramas. Yes. Goodness. There you go. Goodness. You got it. <laughs> I really, I really love uh, the the. Uh, they just started filming in Kugane, uh, the Odd Couple with uh, Tataru and Hancock. It's a fantastic show. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have you guys seen this yet. Have you heard about this? <laughs> I watch it. I right? watch it. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> interesting was. to see to see Hancock uh, looped back into the story. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. Remember him? I feel I like this him. this new part made him. Uh, seem more pleasant than i remembered <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but like i didn't know you were helpful to people in need That's yeah exactly so for just for money but... he is but also money <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah but yeah so there we go that's that's uh, anything else with with 5.25 anything else you guys did or what is the best looking relic weapon Ooh. Including the crafting, including the crafting. Oh, I and seen the crafting so ones. the crafting Just and gathering thing. ones, um, they're very subtle. Yeah, um, they're like white, black, and silver. If there's you know wherever there's room on it, there's maybe like some kind of a dragon on it because they're they're dragon sung is the like, the name a, of them. Put a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like the frying the frying pan has a dragon on it, right? It's, yeah. it's got a dragon that. right I really on. Like... The... Gun, gunbreaker. Oh, that gunblade is solid. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen all of them yet. Um, I don't dislike the ones. So I, I picked up, I quested on Machinist, and then I picked up Dragoon and, and, and Dancer right away. Uh, I mean, I don't dislike any of them. Um, right. I wasn't you know. <laughs> super impressed with Dancer, but it's it's pretty. But I wasn't yeah. like, ooh, I have to have for, that. For me, yeah. I appreciate that it animates a little bit when you pull I it like out. The yeah. nice. Red Mage. The swords, yeah. the sword's pretty nice. I still like my diamond one better. I really like the focus because it reminds me of a magical girl something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, like it's, it's got a little egg and then it's got some like wings with a little like fancy yeah. deal on the top. And it's it, it, got it, it some very like, like. Yeah. It either looks like a Sailor Moon, like chalice, which pour the light magic out, clean the monsters up, or those like soul egg things from Madoka Magica, which is real dark. Yeah. yeah I see. I'm Wow. In the chat, we have a mention that Warrior was not one that a lot of people loved. I don't yeah, even play Warrior. Um, and I people know like people didn't like it. I actually... I, I like it. I like it. But I, like I also it. saw something where there's like a side-by-side -side comparison of Emmett Selk's yes. outfit. It's, a, it's an Emmett Selk axe. Yeah. And it yeah. is actually... Like, they have taken a lot of the details from his clothing and worked it into the axe. And I think that's what I was expecting, weirdly mm -hmm. enough, from these weapons. Like, I wanted them to look um, distinctive to what we found iconic, I mean, initially, at least going into Boja. So, like, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, hey, maybe they will have some of that um, kind of judge look or that, mm -hmm. you know, sort of Garlean, you know, uh, sure. inlay and stuff. So, with that in mind, and I'd like to preface this. Yeah, sure. Because I like the White Mage staff. Hey, yep. But does it match literally any of the other weapons? 
No, like no. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I'm seeing everybody with like their cool, you know, like, oh, and it's got this metal inlay and all this stuff. And I was like, what do I get? And mm -hmm. then I went and he was like, a stick I found on the ground. And I was like, why, what? Why did you, but I saw a cutscene of you hammering your anvil. Was <laughs> that just to trick me? Yes, was it? yes, yes and it it's was. Like, mm -hmm. It's like, I think it's a cool piece and it's got that druidic feel to it. <clears throat> yeah. But I would have almost liked to have seen that given to me literally anywhere else in the game. And right. then have had something that felt in line with all of the other designs for the relic. And I mean, I like the Astrologian. I like that Warrior Axe because it had those details that I really was mm. delighted by where I went, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I almost wish that like each of the starter weapons had had some kind of inspiration like it's that. Like where they were inspired. Yes. That'd be really yes. cool. Yes. Sure. It would have and, been and, so cool. You know, we'll, we'll have, we'll have, you know, at least, you know, 20 different season. forms of these relic weapons, yeah. I'm sure, going yeah. forward. Oh, so yeah. we'll have... The, uh, we'll have the Warrior Axe reminded me of the Mago Mago one. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just like the the way the the two axe beards are, but yeah. like sure. I, I I liked the shape of the original Moggle Mog one, but I didn't like the Moogle on it, and I certainly didn't like the music notes on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So having having a similar version of that without all of the the whimsicalness was nice for me personally. Mm. All right. Um. Before before we end this, I I, I am a little curious without because we'll I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more in depth. Uh, about this at some point here um, next week we are going to take a break um, I think week after that we might come back and talk a little bit more about Boja but um, the way that they ended this this uh, this quest where mm. Gabranth is talking about you know using their own things against them we see this kind of title card with this uh, yeah. kind of cave painting of of what what is you know the the Queen of Blades yeah, I, I think it was called. What are what are what are your predictions? What do you think is gonna is gonna happen going forward with this stuff? <laughs> so he's just like, I have no idea. It's love. My first thought is that they're summoning a primal. Yes. Like because you always go to that. So yeah. my thought was like, oh, they're summoning some kind of primal. Could that primal be based off of the, the queen? queen of yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah. But another part of me kind of hopes that like because look we already talked about this how good would it be if at the very end of all of this as we look ahead to the new x-pack on the horizon at the very end final quest kind of like fran we get a female hrothgar who is the queen who shows up and mm. like whether or not like she is, has been in prison or i mean who knows like i would yeah. prefer that They've yeah. like taken mm. over her or something, and then maybe we get the opposite genders. Like that is based in literally right. nothing except for my own hopes and dreams. But, <laughs> but no, I think you're, uh, despite hopes and dreams, I think that's a completely plausible idea of what could happen. We've yeah. already seen um, some some tempering, put vaguely, mm -hmm. uh, for people who were in that area. Yep. So maybe whoever did the tempering. She said vaguely, uh, sent the Queen of Blades away. It would be yeah. cool. I think it would be more I it'd be more interesting to me than just like, you know It's a primal. It's a primal. So I yeah, and, and I Gilgamesh think Gilgamesh is think, actually a lady, Queen of Blades. Right. Oh, we gotta geez. be it's weird because I could I could see them weaving in Hildebrand with this stuff, but it's mm -hmm. also not on the first. So no, not on the first. Yeah. Oops. Um, I do appreciate though there there was if you guys have done the the Hatchy Tide event, 
there's a scene with Godbert where he makes his casual nod like I have wonder where my son is I haven't heard from him in a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but I I am totally thinking that the Queen of Blades is gonna be uh the primal Astra mm-hmm yeah it looks I think like that's she could that's what I'm putting my money down on yeah it would make sense yeah and um, I, and it, you know it's I think it could be really cool it, you know especially when you think about the the idea of the relic weapons and you know just the the area and the region I think there's like some really cool stuff that they could do with that mm-hmm. you mentioning so. Godbird made me think of uh going back to uh the new area with the relic weapons Geralt being like that that son of a bitch that half-dressed son of a... Oh, I don't have a shirt. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah. It's like I said, right? We don't have Hildebrand right now, but we have Geralt, and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. They yeah, really... I just... Okay. Every time they bring him... It, they they are very aware of the the monotonous relic grind, and they just... Mm-hmm. It, it plays so well into everything when they, they use that. But... Uh, I my, yeah. my love for that character has increased tenfold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really, like... It, it doesn't seem like a lot, but they always give you just a little bit more of like backstory mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. right. It's really it's really interesting to me. Um, anyway, any any <laughs> final thoughts on on five point two five before we wrap this up? I, I'm getting I, a no, a no. I don't know where it's going exactly. I I like the vagaries that we've come up mm-hmm. with, and and at at the very least, the elements that we are going to get going forward. Mm-hmm. Queen of yes. Blades, really excited about this person primal thing whoever whoever they are um i love uh just about anything in final fantasy that happens to have been previously labeled uh save the queen so yeah i'm ready there yeah, you go if if somehow we get save the queen come on now any, like, any kind yeah. of save I'm, gonna, the queen. I'm gonna take i'm gonna take one more gigantic leap and i'm not proud of this do leap it. because oh, i hate blue it. mage because i hate uh, blue mage you talked about the idea of this this queen just kind of showing up <laughs> Uh, what if she has a whip? Yes. Yeah. What if she's a beast tamer? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be. I apologize in advance if this actually That's happens. That's fine with me. Like I said, uh, <laughs> save the queen. I love Quistus. Yeah. I love Beatrix. I love those characters. Mm-hmm. And, and she see... was a blue mage. Let's just hammer it on yes. with the... <laughs> yes. I, I love these characters. I want to see oh, more similar man. things to them. Badass yeah. ladies. Give me. Yes. Do it. Yes. Yes. All right, that's going to be it. Uh, it's a quick reminder here. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is now out. We have started a wiki for it. So if you are playing that game, make sure to check that out, add to it, or look up uh, some items and stuff um, as we build that out. Uh, next week, we will be taking a break. The week after that, uh, we're still working on it. Maybe Boja? Boja lore? Boja talk? Um, until then... You can email us at 8thRateRadioGamerscape.com. Tweet at us at 8thRateRadio. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord at Gamerscape. Discord.gg slash Gamerscape. We have an 8th Rate Radio channel where you can talk to us about the show. We have a Final Fantasy VII Remake spoilers chat if you are playing the game and want to talk about it without spoiling it for everybody else like one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, stay off Twitter. Add your, you know, set up your filters. Um, yeah. Until then, uh, everybody, uh, stay inside, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye.